A man's journey with God begins, continues, and ends with supernatural encounters that he orchestrates for him. No man will ever discover, enter into, and fulfill God's purpose in his lifetime without these supernatural encounters with God. Each encounter you have with God will not only transform your life, but will shift you supernaturally to a pedestal of glory where God can use you to transform others. A moment of encounter with God will shift you from where you are to where you are supposed to be spiritually and physically. Prepare Prepare your heart for an uncommon uncommon transformation from from God's word and all-round miracles by by the power of the Holy Ghost as God's servant, Chidebele Udeze, leads us in this special moment of encounter with God. Father, we thank you. We appreciate you. We give you praise. For every one of us that you have marked for visitation today, we are thanking you because we know that our life will not be the same. Thank you for gathering us. Thank you for the things that you are going to do in our life. Thank you for what you have already done and accomplished. Blessed be your name, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. The Lord is set to turn our lives around today. I want to start with a scripture. To show you what the burden of the Lord for this crusade is. Luke chapter 5 verse 17. Everybody try to pay serious attention. Luke 5, 17. And it came to pass on a certain day. Today is a certain day. As he was teaching, the Lord will teach us mysteries today. That we help our life, change our life, transform our life, and put us on a pedestal of his glory. That there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. Take note that this is not a small meeting. Every town was represented in Galilee, in Judea, in Jerusalem. Let's read the last sentence there with and. Let's read it together. I want to go. And the power of the Lord was what? Present to heal them. Help me talk to your neighbor and say, Neighbor. Today is the certain day. The power of the Lord is present here to heal. To deliver, to set free. When I was praying for the meeting, there was a sharp move of the Spirit 
upon me with fire. And when that happened, I asked the Holy Ghost, what is this for? He said, my burden for this meeting is to make sure that everyone sick is healed. Not just that. Many of us from today, you will not be sick again. It's going to happen. You will see it. The Lord will open our eyes to the, his work, what he did on the cross of Calvary that secures a lot of things for us. The enemy, the devil, has hid it for years from the eyes of believers. But now is the time. This mystery is opened and we are going to walk into it. So when we say the theme of our program is possessing our possessions, I want you to note that at the cross of Calvary, when Jesus went to Calvary, he paid dearly a ransom for not just our salvation, for our health, our dominion, our blessings, our glory, our prosperity, our life and peace, our righteousness. In First Corinthians chapter two, First Corinthians chapter two, we are returning back to that passage uh, in Luke chapter five. But look at First Corinthians chapter two, verse seven. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, they would not have what? Crucified the Lord of glory. There is something the devil did not know. The Bible calls it the hidden wisdom. Hidden. Hidden wisdom. He said, we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Our possessions that Jesus secured for us by going through the cross, dying for us, are encapsulated in a mystery. God hid it. What the devil saw was Jesus being crucified. He didn't know that by the reason of this death that he is going to release a lot of treasures, a lot of possessions, a lot of things for us. And the devil and his agents went ahead and crucified him. And he said, if they have known, they would not have crucified him. Now verse 9 said, but as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. It is hidden. It is not known, it is not heard, it is not seen. That's why the devil could not assess it. 
And then look at verse 12. I would like all of us to read verse 12 together. Verse 12. One to go. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Help me tell your neighbor, neighbor, there are things God has freely given to us. And the Holy Ghost will unveil them to us in this season. Yes, these things are our possessions. And they came by the reason of his death on the cross. They came by the reason of his passing through the journey to Golgotha, being crucified. And I want us to note that God has given them to us. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3 says, According as his divine power has given to us, how many things? All things that pertains unto life and godliness. God has made it available. Get it in NIV. He has made available everything that pertains to life. Let's read it together. I want to go. His divine power has what? Has given us everything we need for life. And what? We are going to have them. We are going to have them. We are going to have them. Amen. Amen. So please note that by going through Calvary, Jesus secured several packages for us. And I have seven here that we will be looking into. Divine righteousness, God's righteousness. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, he said, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might what? We might become the what? The righteousness of God. Divine righteousness is one of the possessions. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 15 that's another one. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 15 let's read together. One to go. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was what? And was raised again. He died so that we will have life. Romans 3.23 said, All have sinned and has fallen short of the glory of God. And Romans 6 verse 23 says that the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life. In Christ Jesus. He gave us life and took our death. He didn't end at that. He also destroyed him that has the power of death. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14 and 15. Since the children have flesh and blood. He too, Jesus too, shared in their humanity. So that by his what? By his death he might what? Destroy him who holds the power of death. That is the devil. By his death he did what? He destroyed the devil. Verse 15. And after destroying the devil, what, he, what did he do? Deliver them through fear of death where all their lifetime subject to bondage. He delivered us 
so that we will not be subjected to bondage anymore by his death. Take note of these scriptures because we will take time to look at them, if not today, in the coming days. I want you to see also that, you know, he made a declaration in John 10, 10, he said, the devil, the thief, cometh but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I came that they will have what? Life. What kind of life? Not managing life. No, no. It's what? Abundant life. Abundant life. And I want you to also note that he gave us blessings. He took away our costs. Galatians chapter 3, 13 and 14. Let's read together. I want to go. Christ has delivered us from the cause of the law. Be made a cause for us. For it is written, cause is everyone that hang on the tree. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Amen. Are you noticing something? That he took our curse and gave us the blessing of Abraham. And what is the blessing of Abraham? Genesis 24 verse 1. And Abraham was old and well stricken in age. What happened? And the Lord has blessed Abraham. In how many things? Oh my God. In all things. Somebody will be blessed in all things. Jesus has paid for that. He took away our cause. So divine blessing is ours. It's one of our possessions. And I want you to note also that he took away our poverty and gave us prosperity. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9. Are you there? Let's read together. One, two, go. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That even though he was rich... Yet, for your sakes, he become what? Poor. Why? So that you, through his poverty, might be... This is not spiritual poverty. This is physical. Are you getting me? The Lord, by the reason of his death on the cross of Calvary, he has given us abundance. In fact, in chapter 9, verse 8, he made it more clear. He said... And God is what? Able. Somebody say God is able. Is able to make all grace abound towards you. That you always having all sufficiency. In how many things? In all things. May abound toward every good work. Always having all sufficiency. Always. Always. All sufficiency may abound unto every good work. There is insufficiency, there is sufficiency, there is abundance. Insufficiency is when you have a need of 1,000 naira and you have 800 naira. Is it sufficient? Sufficiency is when you have need of 1,000 naira and you have 1,000 naira. Sufficient is enough. But he didn't give us sufficiency. He gave us abundance. He said that we will abound above that which you need so that you will have something to give 
to abound unto every good work. The cross is rich. What Jesus passed through, the devil doesn't know about it. And God secured all of these things for us. And I want you to see um, that he also gave us his dominion. We saw here two Sundays ago, if you remember, that we are seated with him. Do you remember? In Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6, he made us sit together with him. He has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And the same Ephesians chapter 1 verse 19, 20, 21 said, this heavenly places is far above all principalities and powers. That is why he gave us his name, his authority by making us to sit together with him so that we can use his name to deal with Satan. Deal with demons, cast them out, and destroy them. These are part of our possessions. And I want you to note that he also took our shame and gave us his glory. In Isaiah chapter 53, from verse 3, this is a chapter that dealt with the death of Jesus. Everything you see in this chapter is about Jesus going to the cross, what he secures for us, and so many other aspects of it. Now in verse 1, who has believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Verse 2, for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of a dry ground, he has no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, and acquainted with grief, and we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. You know what this verse is talking about? Jesus was subjected to shame. He was rejected. How many of you are aware that Jesus was crucified stark naked? How many of you are aware? Forget about what you are seeing in film. Read your Bible. The soldiers dragged for the outer cloth, divided it into four. And then the inner wear, they collected it also and, you know, cast lots for who we take it. And finally, they crucified Jesus, stark naked. He took our shame so that we will share in his glory. And everything that is representing shame in your life, by the reason of Calvary, it is gone in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You are going to share in the glory of Jesus. Amen. Because he has taken away your shame. Amen. He was rejected so that you will be accepted. Amen. Amen. And then in, in verse 4, which is the divine health now. Verse 4, what did he say? Surely he has what? Borne our griefs and did what? Carried our sorrows. That word grief there, the Hebrew translation of that word grief, grief is sickness. He has borne our sickness. And the Hebrew translation of the word uh, sorrow there is our pain. So if you are to read it right, 
Surely he has borne our what? Our sickness. And has carried our what? Our pains. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was what? He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are what? With his stripes, we are healed. So, he gave us all of this. And we need to now look into how do we possess them so that it will become ours. Look at it. He gave us divine health, but some of us are still walking in sickness. Some of us are still, you know, falling sick. Even here, we are, some of us are sick. How do we walk out of sickness and walk in perpetual health? He gave us divine prosperity, but some of us are still in debt. We are not walking in divine prosperity. So we are going to trust God to help us one after the other to go through how do we walk in these possessions that Jesus has secured for us by the reason of his death at Calvary. Today, we are going to concentrate on one of them. Walking in divine health. Can we all say it? One of our possessions, as we have already known, is divine health. And I want you to note the difference between divine healing and divine health immediately. There are three kinds of people that are living currently on earth. Those who get sick. And when they get sick, they find a solution to their sickness. Either by drug, going to hospital, going to lab tests, treating it, whether by local medicine or by whatever. Trying to find solution to that sickness by one way or the other. And then, there are those who, when they get sick, they will depend on God. They will pray and say, God, heal me. That's, they believe in divine healing. And then there are those who, they are walking in divine health. They don't get sick at all. From January to December, from December to January again, they are walking in divine health. And this set of people, listen, I, want, I, I hope you are listening. Are you following me at all? The human body, as a result of the fall of man, was subject to weakness, sickness, and death. That was not the original plan of God for man. Original plan of God for man is not that the human body will be subjected to, to, to death or to sickness or to weakness. But because of the fall, sickness came, death came, weakness also came. Are you following? Now, when Jesus came God's plan in our redemption was not just to bring forgiveness of sin, salvation from sin at Calvary, but also 
Are you following me? To grant us access to that divine nature, immortality. I mean, you are living in health. If you have read the Gospels, you will notice that there was no day it was recorded that Jesus was sick. Is there any day like that? And even the disciples, the apostles that he trained, there was no such record. In fact, some of them, it's not just that they are, they are not falling sick. They are healing the sick. Are you following me? One of them, Peter, a time came when he doesn't need to touch you before your sickness goes. If you have read your Bible carefully, the, the, the power to heal has left his body and entered his shadow. Do you think that sickness can survive in the, in the body of such a person? I hope you remember that at such time he's still a human being. He has not become an angel or a spirit. Are you getting me at all? How many of you are interested in what we are talking about? You are interested. You want to come to a point where you are walking in divine health. Somebody's life is about to change today. Yeah. What I am about to share with us is what I have worked in for more than 20 years. I have experienced what I'm telling us and I know it's real, it's practical. It's not a theory. We thank God for medical science. Some of us here, doctors, nurses, all of that. Those things are part of God's help for man. But there's a difference between God's perfect plan for man and remedials. Eh? I will come to that. You know, when people are sick in their body, when people are sick in their body, most times, what they want, especially when somebody is very, very sick and he needed... So you just need to give him a kind of relief. They do that in the hospital. They, that's not yet the main treatment. They will just handle you, give you some kind of painkiller just to get you stable. They call it stabilizing the person. Before they will now send you to lab and they will start the main treatment. There are some remedials. Let me be honest with us. When somebody is sick, it has been happening here every Sunday. And we pray for you by anointing, you get healed. That is not God's perfect plan for you. God's perfect plan is not just that you will get sick and then, you know, come for healing and say, I'm having sickness. No. God's perfect plan for you is that you will walk in divine health, you will not be sick at all. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? These things I'm telling you is the truth. And I want us to see from the scriptures the truth behind them. The foundational truth behind them. One of them is where we just read last. Isaiah 53 verse 4. Let's read together. What, what is the first word there? Surely. What's meaning of surely? What is meaning of surely? Without any doubt. Surely he has borne our. What did I tell you that grief mean? The original 
Bible, Hebrew Bible, that grief is, uh, is called sickness. He has born. He is not about to bear. He has what? Born our what? Sickness. And number two, he has what? Carried our what? Our pains. This is a price that has been paid. Go to verse 5. He said, but he was wounded for our transgressions. This one is the one that we know. Many of us know. Ah, Jesus died for me so that I will be saved from sin. My Savior died for me. My sins are washed away. It is wonderful to know that Jesus died for me. So, most of us, most believers, our knowledge of salvation, our knowledge of what happened at the cross is that he died and took away our transgression, our sin. But beyond that, you need to know, he was breathed for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was what? Upon him. And what happened? With his stripes, we are what? We are healed. Did he say that we will be healed? What did he say, please? We are healed. He didn't say that when we pray, we will be healed. No, remember that this is a prophecy before he was born. What he's going to accomplish by the reason of his death, by his stripes, he was beaten. That nine strokes, I heard that some medical doctors some years ago went into research and they discovered from their research that every sickness and disease that human beings are suffering can be categorized into 39 categories. And Jesus was beating 39 strokes. What is that teaching us now? One stroke for one what? Category of sicknesses. So, it was perfectly paid for. In 1 Peter 2.24, he also brought it out very clearly. That one used past participle to present it for us. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sins, should what? Live unto righteousness. By whose stripes? What happened? You were healed. Please note that whether it is sickness that requires surgery, whether it is the one that is called skin disease, all those kind of disease of the skin, whether it is ear problem, teeth problem, whether it is heart, any kind of sickness, by his stripes, you wear. You wear. Isaiah 53, verse 5 said, By his stripes, you are. You are. This one, it has happened. It says, You wear. It has happened. Are you following me at all? And I want you to note. That when Jesus was physically walking here, get us not to eat. <laughs> he was very, very aggressive 
against anything called sickness. Anywhere he sees it, in the synagogue, some of us, we have read the gospel. Even when he was sending the disciples, he empowered them to go and heal. He doesn't want to take eye to see someone who is sick, whether you ask him to heal you or not. In Matthew chapter 8, verse 14, when Jesus was coming to Peter's house, he saw his wife's water laid and sick of a fever. What happened? And he touched her hand. And what happened? And the fever left her. And she arose and ministered unto them. When the evil was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils. And he cast out the spirit with his word. And did what again? He healed how many people? Why did he do that? Verse 17. Let's read together. I want to go. That it might be fulfilled which was spoken by who? Isaiah the prophet saying himself took our and bear our he said the reason why he, he doesn't want to take eye to see any sick person before he went to the cross and made the ultimate payment he was using his anointing his power to heal every sickness there are sicknesses that are caused by demons in fact, the day that the Jews accused Jesus of casting demons out by Beelzebub, the prince of demons, in Matthew 12, it was when he healed a blind and a dumb person. When he healed a blind and a dumb person by casting the demon out, there was brought unto him one possessed with a devil. Are you, are you following? Blind and dumb. And he did what? He healed him. In so much that the blind and the dumb both spoke and what? Look at the next verse. And all the people were amazed and said, Is not this the son of David? Then the next verse. But when the Pharisee heard it, they said, This fellow does not cast out devil, but by... Now, before he was able to heal this young man, he needed to cast the blinding spirit out. He needed to cast the dumb spirit out. And the moment he did that, the man began to speak and began to see. So whether it was a, a sickness that was caused by demonic activity or it was a sickness that was caused by maybe mosquito or all this kind of, you know, there are different ki kinds of causes of sicknesses and all of that. There are one you will drink water and you, it will start. Eh? That are one that will be in the air. And before you know it, it start infecting and affecting people. Two of us. But there is a realm of immortality. A divine nature he has secured for us. Wherein you can live above sickness. We call it walking in divine health. Living in divine health. That's where we are going. Amen. Now, I want us to note that... It is very simple because you are not going to do anything for that to happen. You are not going to pray five hours before you start working in divine health. No, he has paid. So what you just need to do is to believe faith in what he has already accomplished is the key to having, possessing, and working in all these things. Faith is the key. To working in divine health. 
And what is faith? Look at my own definition of faith. Faith is believing God's word as it is. Confessing God's word as it is. And acting it out. Believing the word of God. Confessing the word of God. And acting it out. In Matthew 8 verse 5 to 13. Jesus commended a centurion. That has a very strong faith. He said this man has a great faith. He commended him. Because... When he told Jesus that his son is sick, Jesus said, I will come to your house and heal your son. The man said, you don't need to come to my house. Just send a word and my son will be healed. And the Bible said, when Jesus heard it, he said, this man has a great faith. I have not seen such a great faith. So what is he calling great faith? The, this man believed in the word that Jesus will what? We send. Faith is what? Believing God's, confessing God's, and what? Acting it out. Believing God's word, confessing God's word, and acting it out. Now, those of us who must have faith in God, you must know that God is faithful. If you don't know that God is faithful and you don't believe in the faithfulness of God, you will not be able to believe and trust Him. Now, let me show us the dynamics of walking in divine health. I want you to go to Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 to 23. My son, attend to my words. Incline thy ear unto my what? Go ahead. Let them not depart from thy eyes. Keep them where? In the midst of your heart. Uh -huh. For they are life unto those that find them. And what again? And health to all their flesh. NIV said, let your attention be on my words. Pay attention. One thing about attention is that your attention cannot be on two things at the same time. Are you getting me? If your attention is on one thing, it can be on another. Now, you need to note that the word of God is truth. John chapter 17 verse 17, what did he say? Sanctify them by your what? By your truth. Your word is what? Is truth. So if the word of God is truth, whatever that is not in line with the word of God, what is it? What is it? And you remember that God has told us that by the stripes of Jesus we are healed. Do you remember? Now when God said by his stripes we are healed and you begin to feel a symptom of malaria in your body that symptom of malaria you are feeling in your body fever, headache or whatever excuse me, what is that? is that true? what is that please? I want you to follow me because every one of us will walk into it today including children and teenagers that's why I'm very slow I'm very slow, follow me God's word is the truth, isn't it? And God's word said, by his stripes, you are... Do you believe God's word? Do you believe that you are healed by the stripes of Jesus? If you believe that you are healed by the stripes of Jesus, what about that pain you are having by your right leg? Is that true? What is the name of that pain? Are you getting me now? 
John 8:44 called the devil the father of lies. Not not just the father of all liars. The father of what? Lies. Let's read it together. Want to go? Ye are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. For what? He is a liar and the what? The father of it. The father of it. The father means that he is an inventor, a generator. He is the one that, that fathers lies. Are you getting me now? He is the father of lies. He is the one that brings up lies. The devil. So whenever you see something that is not in line with the truth in your body happening, who is the father of it? Are you getting me now? That thing that is, you are calling headache is not headache. What is the name of that thing? The name of that thing is what? It's a lie. It's not the truth. What is the truth? The truth is that by the stripes of Jesus, you are what? You are healed. It is not about to happen. It has happened. All you just need to do is to believe it. When you believe it, you begin to confess it. And when you begin to confess it, you begin to act it. Are you getting it now? Some time ago, one brother, listen to the story. I will, I, if I have time, I will, have, I will tell you a lot of stories from my own life and from the life of so many people. Because he's working in my life and he's working in the life of so many people. And it will work in your own life today. Somebody will not visit hospital again. I mean, you will just notice that you are permanently healed. What will happen today eh, is not just that we prayed for you and we give you a microphone to share testimony. You say, before I came, I was having pain. And now, after the prayer, I am I'm not having pain again. Next Sunday, you will come back with... Um, Code. Eh? That is divine healing. That is not God's perfect plan for us. Are you getting it? Haven't you read that you, you shall lay your hands on the sick and the sick shall recover? Haven't you read that? So how can you be sick and be laying hand on the sick and the sick be recovering? Does he come together? No. That is to say he will have to first of all put you on a particular realm. Realm of divine health. So that as you are walking in divine health and you now meet somebody who is sick, maybe an unbeliever, you just lay your hands on him and say, be healed in Jesus' name. And that becomes the end. Are you getting it now? So we are to walk in divine health. But we first of all need to note that he has paid. Surely. Surely he has borne our sicknesses. He has carried it. Is an assurance. Now, these brothers, he's supposed to come for a program, and he said, he called me on phone and said he will not be able to come. I said, why won't you be able to come? He said he's sick. I now told him, you are sick. He said yes. 
I said, God told us in his word that by the stripes of Jesus, you were healed. And you said that you were not healed. God and you, one must be telling lies. Am I correct? I said, so I asked him, who is the liar? Is he you or God? He said that he is the one. The Bible says, let God be true. And let every man be what? Let God be true. And let every man be a liar. He said it's impossible. It's impossible for God to lie. It's impossible for God. God, he doesn't, Hebrews 6 verse 18, he said, it is in, by two immutable things, it is impossible that God will lie. Get me? These are scriptures you need to know. Romans 3, 4 said, God forbid, yeah, let God be true. But what? You know what that means? Instead of God to tell a lie, every man will be a liar. So this brother says he's a liar. I now said, I command you in the name of Jesus to stop lying. If you are healed, then what is happening in your body is not true. Somebody getting me at all? It's not true. The Bible says, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is what? Truth. This is one of the packages you are supposed to be enjoying as a believer. Are you hearing me? If you are born again, fornicators, armed robbers, people that are stealing government money, and you are not stealing. When they are in the hospital looking for their file and their card, you should be healing the sick. If I thought you are visiting hospital, it is to discharge the sick by anointing. Listen. When I was in youth service, my roommate was an unbeliever. Now, the kind of mosquito that was in that place was something else. Every night, and you know, we didn't have net, we didn't plan it. So, once he finished biting him, he will fall sick. And the same mosquito also beat me. But I don't fall sick. I will be, go, I'll be attending to him at his level. You know, what do you need? He, he was wondering, is it not the same mosquito that beat you? See, see, see. You don't want to give your life to Christ. I'll give my life to Christ. I collected not only forgiveness of sin, salvation from sin. I also collected what? Divine health. So whether mosquito beat me or not, I am healed by what? Ah! It's not something that happened one day. It's not one week. It's not one month. It's just a life. Are you getting me at all? One day, I met a brother. And this brother listened to the story. He was sick. He was looking sick. And I asked him, this one, you are looking sick. What is happening? He said that he's feeling sick in his body. I want, he, he, he wanted to travel so that you can go and rest. I said to him, don't travel. Come and see me in the evening. So he came to my house. I was single then. When he came, I opened to that. He's a believer. So I opened to Isaiah 53 verse 4 and 5 to him and asked him to fix your eyes on it. My son, pay attention to my word. Eh? Let them not depart from your eyes. 
incline your ear to my saying. Let them keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them, not everybody, and health to all their flesh. I say, keep your eyes on these two verses for the next five minutes. So when I finished preparing food, I came back. Please, I hope you are still following me. I came back and I asked him, what did you see? He said he saw that by the stripes of Jesus that he is healed. Meanwhile, he told me that this thing has been happening to him for the past one week. I said, you mean that you are healed? We should not pray for your healing again. We should thank God for healing you by his stripes. He said, yes. <laughs> so we thank God. I said, Father, thank you because you have healed this brother. Not even today. 2,000 years ago when Jesus was beaten. That was when he was, the price was paid. And I was escorting him back to his house. I asked him, how are you feeling now? Are you he said he is no longer feeling sick. I asked, you mean that the sickness that he, he said it is gone. Honestly, I feel like entering into his body to be sure. But he said he is no longer feeling sick. And that was the end, not just of that sickness, but of every sickness in his life. Listen, how do I know? I didn't know that that brother continued working in divine health until 10 years later, we met in a meeting. And he was sharing a testimony of what happened 10 years ago. He said from that day, he has never had headache. He has never fallen sick for these 10 years. I told you that for more than 20 years, I've been working on it. Are you getting me? Are you, are you following me at all? What happened? He, he, he believed. He entered into divine health. Listen, let me tell your neighbor. Jesus has paid for your health. He was beaten. Talk to him. So that you will be healed. And that is a permanent healing. By his stripes. You are healed. Now personalize it. By his stripes. I am healed. That's, that's our inheritance. That's our possession. That's how we rejoice and live and reign in life. One day, listen, I was having symptoms. You know, symptoms are lies. And this thing kept coming like it, it was coming with a cough. And the cough was... So I was saying by his stripes I am healed. Hmm. Listen, because I will soon teach you the fight of faith. The Bible says, fight the good fight of faith. The thing was coming. I was saying, by his stress, I'm healed. By his stress, I'm healed. And the thing was increasing. So, then one of the days, I was like, I knelt down. I wanted to pray and say, God, please, heal me. The moment I was about, I've already opened my mouth. I said, God, then I heard the voice of the spirit in my spirit. It was like a rebuke. Don't pray that prayer. I was still listening. Say, if you pray that prayer, God heal me. 
it means that you have believed that you are sick. And you are now asking for healing. But I have healed you by my stripes already. That was what I had in my spirit. The moment I heard it, you know what I said? I said, oh God, don't ever allow me to ask you to heal me. Because you have healed me. Not today, but 2,000 years ago. Thank you for healing me. I rose up. Brothers and sisters, I must be honest with you. That was the end. The thing ended immediately. Later, the Holy Ghost was explained to me what happened. He said, the liar was the one bringing the lie, waiting for you to believe, waiting for me to believe. So when I, I knelt down, he was listening to hear what I would say. Are you getting me at all? The moment he heard what I said, ah, you know, you know what they say? No, <laughs> I mean, this one is not it. Oh. We are wasting our time on this one. He's even saying, don't ever allow me to ask you to heal me. That was when he ran away. Are you getting me at all? Let me tell your neighbor, you are not sick. And you are not permitted to be sick. Because you are healed by the stripes of Jesus. He has paid for it. Okay, if I take you to Roban, you know Roban, and I paid for two things. I paid for handkerchief. I paid for phone. For you, on your behalf. But you only picked handkerchief. You picked it and you went away. And after some time, you needed phone. You, you want to make a call. And then you come to me and say, please, can you borrow me your phone so that I will make a call? What am I going to ask you? I have paid for, for phone so that you will not, you, you not be borrowing to make a call. I've paid for you. Go to where the thing is yours. Let me tell your neighbor. Health is yours. You are not begging for it. You are not praying for it. It has been paid for you. By his stripes, you are here. Are you following me at all? So, the next time you will wake up and you are feeling feverish. You know feverish? Eh? What are you supposed to say? I say, you just say, uh, where is this liar coming from? You liar, I thought I'd bind you. Eh? You and your lie. The Bible says resist the devil. So anytime you see a lie, just know that the liar is around. Are you getting me? Am I correct? That symptom is a sign that is around. So you can also rebuke him. The Bible says resist the devil and he will flee from you. Resist the devil and he will what? He will flee from you. Are you getting me at all? You know, even some of you, maybe you are having challenge and um, they are tell telling you, go to hospital, you are having low span count, you are having uh, all kinds of diagnosis. And you have fibroid, and you will not be able to conceive, all this one, that one, listen. Jesus has paid for your health. 
you are to walk into it by faith. One day, one sister called me and said, Sir, I am sick. I said, Where are you? She said, I am in the hospital. I said, Wait for me, I'm coming there. I drove to that hospital. I sat by her bedside. I said to her, The Lord told us, Look at what the Lord said. The Lord said that He has healed you, not today, by the stripes of Jesus 2,000 years ago. Can you see it? She read it, saw it. I said, read it again. She saw it. I said, what do you think? Do we pray for your healing? Or do we thank God for healing you? What has happened years ago? She said, we should thank God for healing her. We thank the Lord. Do you know what happened? Right there, she rose up. Right there, she went to the nurses and told her to discharge her. Right there, she was discharged. In fact, we, we, went, we went out of the hospital with her. She saw the truth and she was free. The most recent case is the case of Osa. Some of us know our brother. He has complained of it before. I prayed for him. After praying for him, the thing stopped. After a while, the thing came back again. That's one thing about divine healing. They will heal you by anointing and power. You say, yes, shake your body, you shake your body. Are you okay? I'm okay. After a while, the liar will come back with a new design. Before, it was ulcer with headache. Now, it is ulcer with fever. So, when he came back the second time, I said, please, I don't want to be giving you fish. Let me teach you how to fish. Are you getting me at all? What am I doing today? Am I giving you fish or am I teaching you how to fish? I said, let me teach you how to fish. And I opened the scriptures. I explained it to her. Very short, very simple. I said, look at what Jesus has done for you. If you believe, we thank God. And when we thank God, eh, it will not happen. That is, you are healed forever. It's not a lie. It's the truth. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Believe the word of God. God does not tell lies. Can you get off that Hebrews 6 verse 18? That by two immutable things in which it was what? For God to lie. Tell your neighbor, it is impossible for God to lie. If God said you are healed, I don't care the sickness in your body. I don't care the genetic, the genetic nature of that sickness. Ah. You know, sometimes they will tell you that your father, your mother is in your lineage. They used to have short sight. Therefore, he's coming small, small. Listen. is a lie. By his stripes, I am healed. Point at me and say, by his stripes, you are healed. Ah, so you have gotten this thing. I thought you would point at me. So you have gotten this now. God does not tell a lie. Rise up. Believe what God has said concerning you. Confess the truth, not the lie. When you woke up and say, Hey, what about last month? 
It's like this thing that happened to me last month. Is, and then you, you are talking to maybe your wife or your husband or your roommate or whoever. And that one say, Ha! Shall I told you to continue that drug? You know, the devil like that kind of thing. You are speaking in tongues. After speaking in tongues, you will fall down. And no, 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 no. By his stripes. Do you believe that? The word of God is true. I know some I know some medical doctors and personnel that are here. They are looking at me somehow. Please, I'm not against your profession because I, I'm thinking that if everybody gets to know this truth, you will have problem. <laughs> you still have unbelievers as your what? As your customers. And there are many of them, am I correct? Uh-huh. So leave believers alone. Our health has been what? Paid for. We are not your customers. They know themselves. I don't want to expose them. Don't expect me in Ward 5 of Park Lane. I'm not going to come. Because by his stripes, I am what? I am healed. Are you getting me at all? I told us that I worked as a civil servant for 14 years before I entered full-time ministry. And for 14 years, I have what they call NHIS, National Health Insurance Scheme. Only 10% of the money is what we pay. I never use it for one day. Why will I use it? Is it not when you are sick that you will go to hospital and use NHIS? I am not sick. I am healed by the stripes of who? Somebody clap for the Lord. Amen. If you are getting it, can I see your hand? You are getting it. You are getting it. Oh, hallelujah. Shame unto the devil. I met Ike on the road. He was looking sick. I said, Ike, what is happening to you? He said, for the past one month, I've been feeling so sick. He said, he has taken all kinds of drugs. The thing is, is getting worse. He called a medical student and he recommended a particular drug and he's looking for it. I said to him, okay, you are going to buy it. He said, yes. I said, can I escort you? So I escorted him. We went to search for that drug in about three chemists. After searching for it, we didn't see it. And he said he wanted to go somewhere. I said, Ike, can we go to your house so that we, we, we pray about this? He said, okay. When we get to his house, I said to him, Ike, we are not praying about this. I want you to see that God has already healed you. 2,000 years ago, I showed him that scripture. He saw it. After seeing it, by his stripes you are healed. I asked him, Ike, should we pray for your healing? Or should we thank God for healing you? Ike said we should thank God for healing him. And that's what, what we did. Say, Father, thank you for healing Ike. Ike was not here today. Ike was healed more than 2,000 years ago when Jesus was beaten. By the stripes of Jesus, Ike is healed. That was what we did. I left. That was on Saturday. On Sunday, on Sunday after service, I was going home. I branched to his house. I met him sleeping. I asked him, how are you? He said, that same night, the moment I left, he felt whole. 
and that never came back again. In, I mean, this, it will go, and not just that one, every other sickness cannot enter. Because you have entered into a realm of immortality called divine health. Many of you are entering it here today. We later went for mission somewhere, and Ike was there, and then somebody got sick in the mission ground. Ike told him, go and meet Brochid. There's something he will tell you. He was not bold to tell the person. And the person came to me and said, I sent me to you. I said, there's nothing. He said, you are sick? You are not sick. You are healed. Look at the word of God. The word of God said, by the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. If you believe it, we thank God. And that's the end. That's the end. This thing I'm telling you, I have taught my wife, I have taught my children, even the little children. They are working in it. If little children can walk in divine health, you can also walk in divine health. Amen. Yes. By the stripes of Jesus, what happened? Can you be healed and be sick at the same time? No. Don't open your mouth and tell a lie. Are you hearing me? You remember the way you used to lie before? Do you remember the way you used to lie? Hey, when a man needs you... <laughs> Is happening here? No. On a messy now, now listen to these two two illustrations. Are you listening to me? This phone is my phone, and somebody else came and took the phone. I know this phone is my phone, and somebody came took the phone, and I asked him. Give me my phone. He said, no, that the phone is not my phone. And he's dragging the phone with me. I said, the phone is my phone. He himself knows that the phone is not his phone. Are you getting it? Now, as he was saying that, I know that the phone is my phone. Now, he started shouting. Let me ask. The shouting is shouting. Does he make the phone to become his phone? If he gets microphone and begin to announce it to the whole of Enugu, does that make the phone to become his phone? Even when the liar is shouting, ignore him. He can only shout a lie. The truth is what? The truth. Did you get that now? The liar can shout. You may wake up and the thing is raging. Ignore the liar and his lies and stand by the truth. One day, the liar was lying on my head. He came to lie on my head. And the thing was as if my head was to break into two. That's, the liar was very serious. I think he was using microphone to shout that day. And trying to make me to believe. I said, please, get me Bible. To tell you how serious the thing was, I, I used my hand to hold my head like this because I feel if I don't do that, the thing will open into two. <laughs> That's the intensity of the lie. So I just did like that and got my Bible. I said, let me know whether they have cleaned that place where the Bible said that I am healed by his stripes. So I was opening the Bible with my right hand when I, when I was holding. So when I got to that passage, I read it again. I said, oh, oh yeah. So this thing is still here. Liar. Go ahead and tell your lies. The moment I, I said that, I had the whisper of the Spirit. He said to me, in three hours, the liar will go. 
He just gave me a kind of expo. I looked at the time. When it was three hours, everything vanished. Are you getting me? Are you getting me? See, don't believe the lie of the liar. Believe the truth of our God that cannot lie. He said it. One of our artists, you know the song that she sang in Igbo. You know that song by Chinyerudoma. God has spoken over my life. He has spoken over my health. Devil. Listen. Whether I call it cancer, you just need to believe the word. Whatever they call it is not the matter. In fact, if you go to hospital, they may call it a very long name. You know, one man was not sick or he was healed. He now said, let me go for checkup. He went to hospital and the doctor checked him, BP checked him, uh, yeah. I said, wow. He called one big and said, you need, you need to take a bed. You need to take a bed. And the man took bed. Before you know it, he becomes sick. <laughs> Somebody who was not sick before. He said, let me, let you, you know, when people have money, they don't know what to do with their money. He said, let me go and check myself. Check vital signs. You know? And by the time you got there, by the time the doctor called one big name and said, you need a bed. In fact, the people have to start visiting him. One, one brother now visited him and said, ah, brother, you are very foolish. You are not sick before you came here. Now you are sick. Eh? God say you are healed. God say you are healed. That's why that Isaiah 53 verse 1 says, who will believe our report? Do you remember? Who will believe our what? Our report. Our report. There's a report. When you go to hospital, what name do they call the report they normally give you? They will just shake you, shake you, and they give you what? A report. And when you see the report, it's That's their report. We have our what? And what is our report in verse 5? By his stripes. By his stripes. I am healed. God's word is truth. You know the devil is very, very sad because of what I'm teaching you. Hi, he said, this boy, this boy, Hi. we thought we would keep them down with hereditary diseases. Eh? We thought we would keep lying to them. Why is he opening their eyes to see the truth? Tell the devil that I will open more next week. After today, part B. You know the one of next week, walking in divine prosperity. This one is not just prophesying. You are coming out of your depth. You will just walk out of your depth. If you are coming here for the first time, that's what we do here. That's our business here. To expose the truth so that the people of God will be free. You shall know the truth. And what will happen? You will become free from sickness. Free from diseases. Free from all manner of lies of the devil. Our God is faithful. We trust him because he's worthy of our trust. 
Now, what if somebody that was dragging my phone, you remember that person that was dragging my phone? Eh? He now begins to tell the lie. He said, well, whether you want to admit or not, I will tell the lie tomorrow. Tomorrow you come again and say, next tomorrow, one week, two weeks. Let me ask, will he ever, because he has told the lie for a long time, the lie now turned to become truth? See, let me tell you, the word of God is truth. Stand on the truth. And you know one thing about the fight of faith? The fight of faith is a fight you will never lose. Because when you are standing in the truth, the spirit of truth is with you. The truth himself, you remember somebody said, I am the way, the truth, and the what? The truth himself is there. And the God who cannot lie is with you. He said, he came that we will have life. And have it how? Abundant life is not malaria. It's not typhoid. Are you getting me? It's not waist pain. It's not back pain. The Lord is present here. Not just to heal, but to get us out of that realm of sickness. In the name of Jesus Christ. So you believe on the word. You confess the word. And you act it. Speak to your body. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost and sickness does not share this temple. Are you getting me? Yes. Now, you remember what I told you about prophetic praying? Do you remember? You have to rise. Do you remember? You have to rise. You have to rise. So, most times, when you rise by speaking in tongues... By worship into the realm of the prophetic, and then you declare, I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. The devil cannot, he's not in that realm, he cannot withstand it. He cannot withstand it. You have no reason to be sick, you have no reason to fall sick, and there is no sickness that will survive this atmosphere. Nobody, you know what I'm going to do when I finish teaching health, I will still. Minister healing. Are you getting me? As a remedial for those whose faith will not be able to catch what you are saying. Are you getting me at all? But I used to ask people choose between health and healing. Oh yeah, Dick, are you here? Uh, stand up. Is the latest case. I asked him choose between health and healing. What did you choose that day? He chose health. I said, if you choose healing, I will pray for you. I have anointing. When you have something, won't you know that you have it? I have anointing by the grace of God to heal the sick. I said, if I pray for you now, you'll be healed by anointing. But you may have it again. But if you believe this one, you will live on it permanently. And he believed, we thank God, that was the end of all, sir. I told a story of Anthony, a medical student year one. Who told me when I preached to him and he got born again? He told me that he, can, he loved playing football, but he cannot play football because of ulcer. I told him, the salvation that you have collected is not alone. There is health around it too. Look at the word of God. Believe. By his stripes you are healed. And Anthony believed. I didn't pray for Anthony's ulcer to go. Anthony was healed 
that he, we just thank God and that was the end. He went and played ball. Because he said if he ever tries playing ball, he will never rest again. In fact, he will enter into a kind of coma. But he went and played ball and noticed that it was normal. That was when he confirmed that the author has left for good. Your own is living for good today. Whatever they have diagnosed you, do they call it HIV? Eh? Whatever, viral diseases, bacterial diseases, any kind of infection, by his stripes, what happened? That's the truth. Do you believe the truth? Are you ready to walk into the truth? I can tell you more and more stories. I have a lot. I have both in my life. In the listen, ear, ear problem, tooth problem, eye problem, any kind of problem. If I just heal you by anointing, you will come back again. That's why I want to reduce the number that is coming for counseling. Eh? So that you will join me, join us in healing the sick. Is it not Jesus that said, These signs shall follow those who believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. He said, They shall take up serpents. They shall speak with new tongues. If they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. Because they are, they are walking in immortality. They are partakers of, of divine nature. He said, They will lay their hands on the sick, and the sick shall what? The sick shall be recovered. That's where we are walking. During um, Ebola, do you remember Ebola? Do you remember Ebola? When I was talking to, you know, Ebola, when, when you touch somebody, eh? or even COVID, do you remember COVID? Uh -huh. But you say, don't touch somebody. I told believers then that are around me, I said, you shall lay your hands on the sick, Ebola, COVID, and the sick shall what? Listen, voltage flows from a higher potential to what? A lower potential. I am carrying a higher potential. The Holy Ghost. So when I, I transmit it, I mean, that sickness, the spirit behind it is gone. Are you getting me now? What will you do next time the liar will come to lie to you? What will you do? You rise up. Don't stay in the bed. One day, the liar was lying to me. And my disciple has, we have an appointment somewhere to go that evening. And the liar was lying. Lying. And the devil said to me, listen, you, you learn a lot from my story. The devil said to me, you know you cannot go, that you are sick. I said to the devil, me sick? I'm not sick. I said, meet me in the appointment. And you know, the kind of lie he was bringing was cold. And it was drizzling. He said, you will go into uh, water with this? I said, let's see outside, please. Tell your neighbor you must be radical with the truth. When I was going for lecture at UNN from Enugu, one day, the devil was lying to me on Sunday night. And I need to be in the office on Monday morning. I was head of department then. And the devil came to me and said, you know you are not going to work. If you are driving and what, something happens as you are driving. The devil is always talking. I hope you know. 
a talkative. I said to the devil, I don't want to talk with you. Meet me in my HOD's office at Electronics Engineering Department, UNN. That's where we are going to meet. I entered my vehicle and zoomed off. When I got to the office, the one of my secretary looked at me and said, Sir, it's like you are sick. I said, Me? It's like you are looking. I said, Me? I, I don't know what you are talking about. Though. I am, that is it, I'm totally healed. I shocked that woman that morning. I'm healed. I'm healed. Believe the truth, confess the truth, and act the truth. Act it. Don't say you are healed and you are in one blanket and you are saying, please, get me the second blanket. I'm healed, though. I'm healed, though, with the second blanket. <laughs> you are not acting the truth. Believe the truth, confess the truth, and do what? Act it. And the devil will run. Are you getting it now? One day, he was telling me, I have preached about nine messages in a meeting, and it's remaining one, the tenth one. And he was telling me, you know the way you are feeling, you will not be able to go to the pulpit and preach. Eh? There's a message you have preached before. Give them that one so that they will listen to. I now say to him, devil, if somebody now asks me, why didn't you come and preach this uh, last message? What will I answer him, the person? I will tell the person that I am sick. But you, devil, you know that I'm not sick. You know that I'm not sick. You know that I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. So please, talk and let's meet at the pulpit. And I went to the pulpit. I came back and said, have you seen that I'm not healed? I'm not sick. Tell your neighbor, I'm a radical Christian from now. Walking in radical truth from now. I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. How many of you are ready to walk in divine health? You are ready to walk in divine health? Rise on your feet. Let's do some practical now. Now, the Bible said that the word of God is truth. Now, get me that uh, Proverbs chapter 4. 20 to 22. Get it to me on the screen. With NIV. Let's read it together. One, two, words. My son. Do what? Pay attention. To what? That is, the only place your attention will be is not on what you are feeling in your body. Where will your attention be? On the world. Don't wake up and say, I had a dream where I was sick and I, they carried me to hospital. That dream is a lie. Are you hearing me? From the liar. Don't pay attention to it. Are you getting it now? My son. And that's where I want you to note. Okay, let me come back to it. Pay attention to what I say. Listen closely to my... Then, do not let them out of your... That's how to take the, the drug. The drug now is the word of God. Eh? Keep it. Keep looking at it. Then keep them, keep them in the midst of your heart. Then go, go ahead. Why? For they are life to those who and what again? Health to a man's whole Go to the beginning. My son. My son. Who is saying that my son? Who is saying that? God. That is to say, this particular privilege is not for everybody. Are you hearing me? It is only for those who are his. 
That is to say, if you are still an unbeliever, you are still a child of the devil. Get me First John 3, verse 8 to 10. If you are still a child of the devil, it means that you will not be part of this privilege. And that's why you need to get born again very quick because what we are enjoying is too much. Are you getting me at all? If you are an unbeliever here, you are still living in sin, you have a boyfriend, you have a girlfriend, you watch pornography, you tell lies, you live in anger, malice, all sorts of sin. You need to repent from your sins and surrender your life to Jesus so that you will enjoy salvation and also enjoy divine health. Look at this scripture. It says, he who does what is sinful is of, of who? Is of the devil. Now go to verse 9. Verse 9 is it. No one who is born of God will continue to sin. Why? Because God's seed remains in him. He cannot go on sinning. Why? Because he has been born of God. Verse 10. This is how we know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. How many children? How do you know children of God? Tell me. They don't continue to sin. How do you know the children of the devil? Listen, it's not by saying, I am a child of God. Whether the devil like it or not, I am a child of Listen, if you are living in sin, the Bible said you are of the devil. Sorry. I don't mean to insult you. I just want to read the Bible to you. He said, those who are born of God, they have repented from their sin, encountered the same. That's why he's calling them my son. It's a privilege for sons. Divine health is not for unbelievers. Unbelievers, we can give them healing. I, I used to pray for unbelievers and they get healed. After some time, they come back again and say, man of God, it's happening again. I say, okay, repent. I've been wanting you to repent. You don't want to repent. I, I heal. But you can never teach an unbeliever this kind of thing. So the first thing is to... Are you getting me now? I have a roommate some years ago. Years ago. This is my roommate. He will always buy drug. One day I say, Ike. It's not the other Ike I called. This one is another Ike. I say, Ike, have you ever seen me sick since I started living with you in this flat? We are living in a flat. Three bedroom flat. He has one room. I have one room. I was single then. We are walking in the same place. Have you ever seen me get sick and need a drug? Every week, every day, drug, drug. Have you ever seen? I say, I'm enjoying something that you need to know. In fact, I wish all this money you are using to buy a drug, I wish you to buy, have you heard about fresh fish? Eh? And fruit. And, you know, hi. We're enjoying something as children of God. And I, I'm hoping that some of us who are not yet born again, don't say I am born again when you are still living in sin. You are not. The word of God is, except you want to be fake born again. Those who are born of God, they are not sinners. I want you to lift up your hands now. Everybody lift up your hands. Say, Father, thank you because your word is true. Thank you for the cross of Calvary. Where you have healed me by the stripes of Jesus. Now begin to pray. Just begin to thank God. Begin to thank God. Express thanksgiving to God. If you are not born again, this is time for you to say, Lord Jesus, I'm, I, I'm sorry. I'm a sinner. I come to you with all my heart. I surrender to you. Come into my life. 
be my Lord and Savior. Begin to appreciate God that you are healed. No more sickness. No more sickness. I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. Every sickness behind barrenness is gone. Every sickness behind headache, every wherever it's coming from, I cannot be sick. I'm, I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. Appreciate the Lord. Appreciate the Lord. He has paid the price. He has paid the price. On the cross of Calvary, he paid the price. He paid the price for my health. If the princes of this world, if they have known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Thank you, Father. I am healed. Begin to declare it now. I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. If you are having a sickness in your body, a lie in your body, place your hand there and command that lie to, to get out of your body. Command that lie to go. Resist the liar. Say to the liar, I resist you. Lekosa. Mayanto labaza. Ekalanto kandalabashande. No more headache. No more, no more, no more. When the liar comes, I stand on the truth. I refuse to bow to lies. I am healed. No more sickness. No more, no more, no more. I'm not sick. I am healed. I shall not die. I shall live. I will not be sick. I am healed. The word of God is truth. It is your possession. Possess your possession now. Possess your possession. Your divine health. I am walking in divine health from now. I am not going to break down again, no matter the stress. Sometimes the devil will tell you that you stress yourself so much. Tell the devil is not true. It is not stress. I am not sick. It's a lie. I am healed. I am done with paracetamol. I'm done with painkillers. I am done with all kinds of medical things. Because by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. I'm walking in health. Leposa, Zandelekosi, Emason, Dolabashanda, Lende, 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 Emason, Dokandalabashanda, Lende, Lekosan, Dolabashanda, Makalabason, Dokanda. Every blindness, every blinded spirit, short sight. Cataracts, glaucoma. You are not for my eyes. You are not for my eyes. I cannot suffer cataracts. I cannot suffer short sightedness. I cannot suffer long sightedness. I am healed of every eye problem. I am healed of every ear problem. I am healed of every kind of heart pain, 
stomach pain. I am healed. I am healed. I am healed. Can you jump? Be more radical now. Be more radical. Shake yourself. Shake your body. I am healed. My pains are gone. La bason to kanda. Elende kanto la bashanda. Malion to kanda la bason to kanda. My fibroid is gone. My fibroid has died. I cannot be limited by fibroid. I cannot be limited by any kind of medical implication. I am healed. No more, no more, no more. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Leka Santo Labashanda. Lente, 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 lente. Ima Sundu Kanda Labashanda. Reka Liba Sundu Kanda. Whether it is genetic or not genetic, I am healed. Jesus has paid for my health. Whether it is demonic or not demonic, I am healed. Jesus has paid for my health. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I want to pray for you. Are you ready for my prayer? Now I'm going to get into the realm of anointing and break some yokes I'm going to cut cut off any kind of satanic influence any kind of demonic manipulation around your health I'm going to cut it off and so that your declarations will stand lift up your hands Father thank you because today is the day of liberty today is the day of victory today is the day of freedom Freedom from every sicknesses and infirmities. Freedom from every diseases. Yes, whether genetic or demonic. Whether natural or unnatural. Even those of you that say, I am stressed up, therefore malaria has come. Today is the end of it. Stress will not cause you malaria. Mosquito will not cause you malaria. Yes, you are healed. By the stripes of Jesus. Every kind of satanic influence. Any kind of demonic manipulation around your health. By the authority and power in the name of Jesus. I end it now. You are set free. By the power in the stripes of Jesus. You are set free. Every sickness in your body is gone. Every pain in your body is gone. Abasondo candela cose. Aleka, aleka. Amasondo candela cose. Lemasondo casa. Sozo sasasa. Emasoka le cose. You are set free. You are set free. You are healed by the stripes of Jesus. You are healed by the stripes of Jesus. Amen. You are healed. Amen. 
Say, I am walking in divine health. I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. No more sickness. No more diseases. I'm walking out of every sickness. I reject the lie of the devil. I will never accept his lies. I believe the truth. I stand in the truth. I walk in the truth. And the force of truth will back you up. The force of truth, the spirit of truth will back you up. In the name of Jesus. Open your eyes. There's a strong anointing here. It's flowing. It's flowing. Just open your eyes. Shake your body. Those of you who are feeling sick before you come. Shake your body. It happens instant. Once you walk into it, the devil has no, it cannot hold you again. How many of you, you are feeling healed? You are feeling that, you are, you are feeling sick before, but now you are healed. Can you wave your hands? Wave your hands. I'm not saying everybody should wave hands. I'm saying those who are feeling sick before, but they are he- he- feeling healed now. Wave. Turn, you turn. You, can, you are free to turn so that you see what God has done. Are you seeing something there? Hallelujah. Now, those of you, everybody, now close your eyes. I want to pray by anointing now and arrest those that needed help by anointing. Father, I come by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. That anointing that breaks every yoke. Everyone here that need that remedial help by the anointing. I command that yoke of pain in the waist to go now. Every spinal disorder, I arrange you now. You are healed. By anointing, receive your healing now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. I want to pray for those who are saying to Jesus, I surrender my all to you. I want to be your son indeed. I want to be free from sin. I want to walk in righteousness. Lift up your hand if you are in that number. You are here and you have not given your life to Christ before now. I want to pray for you so that you can partake in this, our possessions. You, you are here, you are still living in sin, you are still telling lies. You know yourself. You are still struggling with one sin or the other. Pornography, masturbation. Lift up your hand. I want to pray for you. Anybody like that? Any person like that? You still quarrel. You still fight. Lift up your hand. Say after me, Lord Jesus. I didn't say everybody should say after me. Other, every other person, continue to thank God. What you entered into is not easy. Continue thanking God. Why those who are giving their life to Christ will say after me, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me on the cross of Calvary. I surrender my all to you now. I am am sorry for all my sins. I repent from them. Come into my life. Be my Lord. The owner of my life. The decision maker of my life. I surrender to you. Take over my life. 
have your way in my life. Thank you, Father. If you prayed with me, I want to pray for you. Just leave your seat and come to the altar quickly. If you prayed with me, be fast, be fast. At the count of five, just run, run so that I can pray for you. If you pray that prayer with me, just come to the altar. I want to pray for you here. I didn't say everybody should come to the altar. I said those who prayed with me should come to the altar. Others keep thanking God. Don't stop. It's not a small thing. Keep thanking God. You are surrendering to Jesus. I want to pray for you. Just be fast. Today you are entering into a new life. A new life. Leave the children. Children want to give their life to Christ. Let them come. Children, teenagers, if you want to give your life to Christ, come. They are not too small to do that. They, they will need to go to heaven too. If you prayed with me, come. Quickly, come. Come. You are also bagging salvation through salvation from today. The hand of God is upon your life. I want to pray for you now. You are saying no to sin. You have everything sin is gone. Lift up your hands. Father, this one sincerely has answered the altar call. And they are saying bye-bye to sin. And everything that is leading them to sin. I pray for them that you will wash their life with the blood of Jesus. And break the yoke of sin in their life. Cause the work of Calvary to become effective in their life. Every yoke of sin is broken. It's broken. It's broken. It's broken. As Jesus comes into your life, you will live a holy life from today. Desire and hunger and thirst for sin is God. You will hunger and thirst for God. The nature of sin is cut off from your life. And the nature of God is born, up, born in you now. The Holy Ghost is coming upon you now. And the power of Most High God is overshadowing you now. And you are getting born of God now. Any spirits behind the evil you are doing before now, I cast it out of your life. Spirit of immorality, out of these lives. Spirit of lying and anger, out of these lives. You are set free. You are set free. You are set free. Go and sin no more. Go and sin no more. The hand of God is upon your life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. I trust you are blessed by God's word. This message and many more can be downloaded from our Telegram, podcast and YouTube channels at Chidebele Udeze. For testimonies, counseling, and prayers, you can send an email to calvarywayrevivallabels at gmail.com or call 080-6560-7999. And you can also follow us on our social media handles at Chidebele Udeze. God bless you.